When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's Kirk Morrison. Oh, man, we are loaded today, loaded today. The day is finally here. I am so excited to be here on this NFL Draft Day 2023. Uh, Fellas, I'm excited to be here. Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich. I know Rich is on assignment. He's at uh, the NFL Draft down in Kansas City, but I'm going to try to hold the seat warm, keep it warm for him until he gets back. But always great to be with you guys, Brockman, Del Tufo, TJ. Kirk. I feel like I'm What's up, Kirk. I'm cousin Pete. What's you know? up? Bro? I'm cousin Pete. <laughs> cousin you know? Pete. Cousin Pete. The, uh, hey, make yourself a play, cousin Pete. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cousin Pete. How you mom and them doing? Hey, everybody doing good. Everybody good, good. doing. How, good. how your daddy doing, boy? Yeah, we doing good. I feel like my my long distance cousins. I'm back in here <laughs> hanging out with you guys. But I'm here on one of the biggest days of the year. Like this is the NFL's oh. off season crown jewel. But would we say this is the second biggest day in the NFL season? Super Bowl, uh, draft day? Super Bowl and draft are the two biggest. Yeah, yeah two biggest. Yes. The Super Bowl is the sort of the end of the year. Like, that's the culminating event. Like, this mm-hmm. is the culmination, Super Bowl. But the, what kicks it off, what starts the 2023 season is the NFL draft. And we got so much that we're going to get into. We mentioned Joe Person uh, covers the Panthers from the Athletic. Get a chance to talk with him as the Panthers are the bell of the ball. Right, they got the number one overall pick, and we'll get uh, his thoughts as the Panthers are. They've been on the clock for a while, so yeah, it's kind of funny that we'll get a chance to hear their perspective of kind of what's been going on, and we'll see what it looks like down there in Kansas City as we get ready to kick off the NFL draft. So I'm gonna talk about the draft, but we got to talk about the NBA. We got to talk about Giannis and what he had to say about a loss last night that. Ooh, think about what's going on with the people in Wisconsin right now. Ooh, they, the Aaron Rodgers news is now official. He's no longer a Packer. And oh, by the way, the Milwaukee Bucks are no longer in the playoffs as the favorites to win the championship. So a lot to get to, fellas. And I think when we start with NFL draft, for me, a lot of emotions come about. A lot of emotions. You've been there. I've been there before. Uh, 2005, I was drafted 78th overall by the then Oakland Raiders. And it's a time that I always remember. I remember it like it was yesterday. But this was when the draft was two days, right? Now it's different, okay? You, the, the draft is this three-day extravaganza. It is now, obviously, it's the draft on wheels, right? You can move it around mm-hmm. now different places. Before, it was always the draft is in New York City, yeah. Radio City Music Hall. And you had rounds one through three on Saturday. And four through seven on Sunday. So in 2005, I remember, you know, the the draft was two days. One through three is on Saturday. 
and four through seven was on Sunday. And it was a point where it was always about, are you a first day pick? Right. I, I wanted to be a first day pick. I was hoping to be a first day pick. And things were aligned for me that, okay, that opportunity will present itself. And it just depends on where. I had spoken to many teams. I uh, went on a couple of those, you know, top 30 visits. So you kind of had an inclination that teams, you know, all say that, oh, we like you. And if you're there, man, we're, we're, we're going to try to pull the trigger. So you, you're excited. You're like, you're emotional. You're like, man, whew, it's, it's going to happen. But then there's like this break in between like the visits, the combine, and you're kind of like in this space for all those like Stranger Things fans out there on Netflix. You're kind of like in this underworld for a couple weeks where time is just passing by, but yet you know there's something on the other side. Like you know that there is this decision that's being made for you that's going to change your life in terms of where you're going to play professional football. So I remember leading up into the draft, one of the things that kind of hit me was that, man, it's, it's, I'm going to be playing for an NFL franchise and I have no idea where I'm going. So the anxiety starts to kick in and the anxiety is already there. I had a chance to talk to some of the NFL prospects yesterday as they doing some of the community events out there in Kansas city. So I had a chance to interview you know, Will Anderson. And he's like, man, it hit me when I got on the plane. Like, it hit me when I got on the plane to come to Kansas City that I'm leaving Kansas City as a member of an NFL franchise. And that scares me a little bit. So I don't know if any of these guys got any sleep last night because I know I didn't get sleep the night before the NFL draft because I kind of secluded myself. I just wanted that moment to be something in which, okay, whether it was good or bad, the emotions that, that came over me were one in which of relief, like big relief. Tonight, I, I, want, I want you guys, Brock, Del Tufo, TJ, people out there listening, people out there watching, I want everybody tonight when the draft picks are announced, just for one second, have a clear mind regardless of this is your team you're cheering for or not. But to watch the, re, the emotions of these players, the first thing that – how many guys, first of all, when they get drafted tonight, take a deep breath? That's the first thing. Like, it's like a long exhale. I shouldn't say take a deep breath, just a long exhale. It's a long exhale of all of this pent-up frustration finally being released. Because the NFL draft is the first – time a lot of these players or the I would say the NFL draft process is the first time I know for myself maybe for a lot of these guys this is the first time people weren't patting you on the back the NFL draft is actually to tear you down not to build you up it's about to highlight your negatives not necessarily your positives for the most part I never really liked that about the draft and we're seeing it kind of take place with some players at the top of the draft now. Sort of this this tearing down or why would you go with that guy? He, he's not a great test taker or he's he's not necessarily a good leader. Look at his off the – the draft sort of tears you down. And remember, these are young 21, 22-year-old kids who are hearing this. 
in real time and seeing this, Googling their name, and this is a story that pops up. They can't ignore it. They can't hide it. But I'll tell you this, when that phone rings tonight, that phone rings tonight and everybody grabs a phone and they tell everybody around them, shh, be quiet, be quiet, shh, shh, be quiet, hey, hey, phone's ringing. And what is it always? Hey, can I speak to such and such? It's like, hey, this, this is him. Hi, we're about to select you. The first thing that you see is an exhale of, and for all those guys who say, I'm not a crier, I'm not this, those emotions, man, oh, it still it gets me going right now because I know what that feeling feels like. I know what it feels like. I, I waited. The NFL draft, I believe, in 2005 started at, I want to say, 9 a.m. local, maybe even 8 a.m. local time. It was early. It was early. It was early. Maybe I'll go 8 a.m. local time. Early. So I got up to watch the draft. Now, I wasn't considered a first-round pick back in 2005, so I kind of felt that, all right, you know, I'll watch, but, man, if I get the phone call off, trust me, I'm taking it for sure. But that's when the first round was like four and a half, five hours. Remember, 15 minutes on the clock for all 32 teams. So I didn't get drafted in the first round. Second round came, I had a couple of teams I knew that were looking for a linebacker, and I'm waiting. And I'm I'm watching teams on the clock and – Still, name not called yet. I'm like, oh, man. And then I remember. So, remember, I'm watching the draft at 8 a.m. By 3 o'clock, I had to leave the house. I'm done. Like, I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. I'm, me and my brother, we left. We had to go grab a bite to eat. You know, go grab a soda or something. Like, we got to do something. And I remember I got back to the house or where we were um, watching the draft at. This is about 5.30, 6 o'clock. And it's like, well... <laughs> First, I mean, the third round has already started. It may not be for me. I may have to wait till the next day. And I was cool with that. You know, I was cool with that. But I remember about 6.30, 6.30 p.m., I got a phone call from a area code 510 number. Now, the only thing about that was different for me was that 510 was also my hometown's area code. (laughs) Could be a boy. So I'm like, 510? Wait, who's calling? Oh, my God. So I don't know if this is a family member, because you know you got some family members who are like, hey, man, I thought you was in the draft today. Can't call your name yet. I was like, right, exactly. you know, some people have no idea. Hey, this is your long-lost cousin. Don't forget about yeah. me. So I'm honestly, I'm, I'm looking at this phone call, 510, popping up. I said, oh, I got to answer it. So I answer it. It says, hi, is Kirk Morrison available? I said, yes, yeah, this, is, this is him. And says, hi, this is such and such the secretary with the Oakland Raiders. Um, I have Coach Turner on the line. Would you would you, you have time for him? I said, Damn right, I got time for him. <laughs> Patch him through. So he patched him through. And I remember Coach North Turner, who was my coach back in 2005, says, hey, well, uh, just want to let you know we're, uh, you're about to be a Raider. How you feel about that? And once he said that, I mean, literally the um, the Hoover Dam was was broken. Like <laughs> the tears start flowing. I mean, it started. I mean, honestly, I don't remember much after that. The last thing I remember was because Norv was kind of a uh, you know he always had jokes and things like that. So uh, we have a great relationship now, and because we still talk about that day. And he says, so, yeah. So uh, tell all your family and friends that you, your little name's going to pop up on the ticket at the bottom. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So get excited. But 
and he patched me through to my uh, defensive coordinator, who was Rob Ryan, talked with him, and then Wink Martindale is a D coordinator now with the New York Giants. He hops on the phone because he was my linebacker's coach, and and literally everything is always just when you see a player like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. No, no no problems. You're going to get everything out of me, coach. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. And I literally hung up that phone and just cried. And everybody already knew. My name popped up. And next thing you know, you're in the National Football League. And the reason why I tell that story is because those emotions that I felt are what I fulfilled tonight when I see these players get their names called, get their names, you know, called and they go up and go shake Commissioner Goodell's hand and give him a bear hug. I know yesterday I talked to Anthony Richardson. I said, will you, are you going to shake the hand of Commissioner Goodell or are you going to give him a bear hug? He said, that man about to change my life with his announcement. I'm going to give him a hug. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, a lot of emotions going on through that, man. But uh, a lot on NFL draft day, we got to get into a ton of NBA last night. I'm I'm multitasking because I'm thinking, okay, what am I doing? I'm preparing for the show last night, fellas. Yep. I'm preparing for the show. I said, we're going NFL draft heavy because this is the big moment that we've been waiting for since the season ended, you know, back in Phoenix with the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. It's like, all right, what's the next big event? It's the draft. So the NBA decided to say, you know what? We're probably not going to put many games up on a Thursday against the NFL draft. So they gave us – Four games last night. Four, the NBA gave us four games on a Wednesday. Now, after listening to the Draymond Green podcast the other couple of days, a little shameless plug for the way for his podcast, but it's true. The main networks get sort of the varsity games, and the NBA TV gets sort of the the B game, right? <laughs> they call it like the B game. Yep. But yesterday, TV squad. The B games. <laughs> We're just as good as the regular. So I'm having to utilize multiple devices, especially watching the Warriors versus the Sacramento Kings, right? Golden State and Sacramento. And then I'm watching as I can't believe what is going on in Milwaukee with the Miami Heat taking on Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks, which during the third quarter, I'm like, oh, this game's over with. And now all of a sudden, we've got a tight game. So I'm watching two games at once trying to figure out what is going to happen. The New York Knicks had already advanced. The New York Knicks are going to a conference semifinals, right? And then you throw in the uh, the, the Lakers, who just said, "All right, well, we'll see you Friday." They just say they they gave a good effort. <laughs> but I'm watching all four of these games yesterday, and I'm saying, I know I got to talk NFL, but we're going to talk some of the NBA. We're going to talk some of what we saw last night because I'm telling you this. And I hope we don't get the what usually happens in the NBA. You get the first round, and it's like, oh, my God, these are amazing. We have all these great series. Mm-hmm. And then you get to that second round, and you're like, wah, wah, wah. Because <laughs> you expected more from Denver, and yet they could get swept by Phoenix, right? Oh, that, That's not going to happen. Yeah, that I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I mean, I hope that we were talking happen. before the show how excited we are for Knicks and Heat. Right, mm. the rivalry renewed. '90s throwback. Yes, man. where's Big Gundy and Alonzo Mourning? Ronnie Cycli, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like Brian Grant, Allen Houston. We getting old school now, man. Right. But stop. But that's what's this 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 NBA second round is going to look like, and we'll get a chance to see tonight. As there is 
one lone game tonight, by the way. And I'm saying, who's going to be watching Celtics and Hawks? A lot of us. And, yeah, guys like Chris Brockman over here would have corrected me and said, hey, I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah, guys, text me what happens in the NFL draft because I'll be watching the Seas try not to blow it. Tonight yeah, we had a group chat going on last night, Chris Kirk and I, and I yeah. go, man, the NBA, they put too many games on today. Why is there four? And Kirk goes, well, no one's going to watch during the draft tomorrow. And I literally went, oh, yeah, that's right. That's the right. draft's on Thursday. <laughs> okay. See, it, it was also, the NBA realized, like, you know what? Probably not the best idea to put up four games on a Thursday. How about yeah. we do it Wednesday? Yep. You still got the Celtics and the Hawks, and yeah. honestly, a lot of people thought that series would be over, so the NBA, you honestly, right could have taken that. The NBA could have took the night off, but they, and they couldn't do it. They could not take the night off, so it's going to be fun watching that game tonight um, just to see, can the Celtics wrap it up? Obviously, for all those people who bought Janet Jackson tickets, <laughs> that means the concert that was in Atlanta that was supposed to be for Thursday has now been moved to Friday. Oh, really? Because I was sure they're going to reschedule that game. Uh, you, you I feel bad for people who just bought hotels for one night to go see Janet. Yeah, you know, and we, now, you don't reschedule Janet, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. How do you do that? I ain't with that. You, you move that Hawks game. Okay. Yeah, I think just, <laughs> they didn't want to put the Hawks and Celtics on a Friday. Because then they would have to be go to the JV team, right? Well, they would go to the NBA TV. I don't know if – see, Brockman knows. Like, <laughs> Friday we've already got two, a doubleheader on the main, oh, on true, the main channels, right? Yep. You got – think about this. The Warriors and Kings are the appetizer with the Grizzlies and Lakers Ooh, on the baby. late night. Oh, by the way, the draft gets pushed to the second channel yeah. on for rounds two and three. TV. Yeah. Status. It's just a lot, man. These next couple days, I'm going to be on fumes. I am leaning on you guys because, you know, I'm doing draft coverage post-draft tonight. So I'll be up all night doing that for over the next couple days. But I'm excited to uh, spend time with you guys. But yeah, I'm excited to talk to our next guest, though. Uh, our guest coming on the show, Joe Person. He uh, covers the Carolina Panthers. And if you're a Panthers fan, how excited are you? You're the bell of the ball. You're all eyes are on Charlotte tonight. The Carolina Panthers, they got pick number one. Now, the pick, I guess, is already known by the Panthers organization. They haven't told who that pick will be. So we'll try to get some of that insight on what that possibly could be. Joe Person of The Athletic, coming up next here on The Rich Eisen Show, Kirk Borson filling in for Rich. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O O O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. 
It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Kirk Morrison back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Rich is out down in Kansas City getting ready for the draft. And another guy who I know is down in Kansas City getting ready for tonight's NFL draft. He's Joe Person. He is the uh, beat reporter for the Carolina Panthers for the Athletic. Uh, Joe, I can't wait to hear what's been going on in Kansas City. I, I, I guess there should be a buzz, but the pick is already in but it's only inside of the organization of the Carolina Panthers. What's been the buzz so far for the team that's been on the clock since March 10th of 2023? Yeah, it's excitement, man. This fan base is excited, Kirk. And, and uh, it, just to be clear, I was in Kansas City yesterday. I went out there for yeah. the, um, the the Play 60 event so I could talk to all those quarterbacks, which was, was terrific. It was really good uh, media access. But then I flew back to Charlotte. I, I, I'm, co- I'm covering the draft all weekend uh, from Bank of America Stadium, and they're having a draft party tonight. Uh, I, I mean, it's frankly, it's a reminder of 2011 when mm-hmm. when Cam. this team had the number one pick, used it on Cam Newton. They did the same thing. Big draft party at, at Bank of America Stadium, live music. Uh, adult beverages and uh, it, you know it, it's a little overcast and in fact a little rainy today in Charlotte but I, I hope that doesn't dampen things because uh, it's been a cool time for this organization. Yeah definitely I, I said they're the bell of the ball right now because a couple months back they're picking number nine and they're trying to figure out what do we do uh, they kind of flirted with Derek Carr all of the, the possible quarterbacks that can come in and, and be the quarterback for Frank Reich. And after the NFL combine, something had to be done. And the Panthers make the trade to get up to number one. At that point, and like I'm saying, this was March 10th, Joe. At that point, did they already know who they wanted? Or was this truly still a process of who they wanted to take at quarterback even though right now the all indications are it's Bryce Young out of Alabama? So it's a fair question. I think that, that both those things can be true, that they had a strong lean and preference for Bryce Young, but they still did want to go through the process. And it's important to note, too, that early on, um, when they started talking to Chicago, Scott Fitter talking to Bears GM Ryan Poles at the Combine, the Bears' preference, and, and I've, I've reported this, was to go from one to two, flip with Houston, 
mm-hmm. and then go two to nine with the Panthers and really, you know, really collect on draft picks for, for Chicago. Um, so at that point, and, and the Panthers were, were okay with it um, at, at that point. And so that tells you they were good with two quarterbacks, which I, I believe to be Stroud, uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Well, sometime in that week between the Combine and March 10th, I think Houston, from what I've been told, kind of got cold feet a little bit. <laughs> uh, I think the Panthers also were concerned that if Houston did kind of get, you know, jump back in, that they were going to take Bryce Young, the Texans. And so Scott Fitter gets the deal done. He, you know, he, they had the they had to include DJ Moore, who's yeah. a very good player, and and it's going to uh, potentially, you know, hurt the development of, of presumably Bryce Young a little bit, or at least take a weapon away from him. But it, you said it, Kirk. Man, this is a this was a move the Panthers needed to make. They have been on that veteran quarterback merry-go-round with as, as soon, basically from the moment Cam Newton's health started in, and, and injuries started to unfortunately play a part in in his the end of, of his time here. So that even when Cam was still around, they had a year where they played Kyle Kyle Allen and Taylor Heineke. Then it was. Teddy Bridgewater, then it was Sam Darnold, then it was Baker Mayfield. Like it was time to do something, and I, I, I think I think um, you know Bryce Young makes a lot of sense if you can uh, accept the size piece of it. <laughs> He's Joe Person. He's the Panthers beat writer for the Athletic. Make sure you follow him. Great follow. He's one of the uh, the uh, blue check or former blue check brothers like myself. We're not paying for the five. <laughs> All good. At Joseph Person on Twitter, and, and Joe, look. Who's more excited tonight? Is it Frank Reich, Scott Fitter, or is it David Tepper, the owner? You know, probably <laughs> Tepper. Yeah. I mean, let, let's think about him. I mean, he's the only guy out of those three who's been here for all of that litany of quarterbacks that I just described. Right. David Tepper, since he bought this team in 2018, I, I mean, I'll, I'll take it back specific for you. They go so his first year owning this franchise was 2018. The Panthers were coming off a playoff berth in 2017. They, you know they had just gotten McCaffrey in 2017. They go to Pittsburgh on a Thursday night midseason. The Panthers are six and two. They're riding high. David Tepper's going back to his hometown of Pittsburgh, where he had been a Steelers minority owner, and. Cam Newton, halfway through that game, gets drilled in the throwing shoulder by T.J. Watt. Clean hit. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was never really the same. And and the the franchise hasn't really been the same since then. They haven't been to a playoff, you know, since since they they haven't been made the postseason since Tepper bought the team. And I think he's, you know, clearly like he has had a huge piece, uh, part of this process, as has his wife, Nicole, who's, who went to all the pro days or at least three of the four with, with the whole contingent. And, uh, so I think, I think Tepper <laughs> out of the three folks you mentioned is probably the most <laughs> geeked about it. Yeah. I think also too, one of the things is we're talking Panthers cause they have the number one overall pick, but that's not the only pick that they have, right, Joe? They still got pick 39, 93. I'm sorry, well, second rounder. They've got a third, fourth, two fourths, and a fifth round. You mentioned no DJ Moore because he was in the trade over to Chicago. 
So we know wide receiver definitely is on that list. What else is on that wish list outside of drafting at number one? So probably edge rusher for sure, because they already had a need. They they don't really have a clear cut um, in in you know they last off season, not this one. They let uh, Hassan Reddick walk to the Eagles, mm. and kind of we're we're sort of doing it piecemeal over there, opposite Brian Burns, who of course their their Pro Bowl defensive end, whom the Bears asked about, by the way, and the, the <laughs> Panthers weren't going to part with him, but but. So they needed someone anyway, and then news came earlier this week that Brian Burns um, had ankle surgery about a week ago, and they think he's going to be back for training camp. But I, but I think it even put more importance on that edge rusher position. You mentioned wide receiver. I don't, I, I don't think they're done there. Even though they they went out and got Adam Thielen and, and DJ Chark, I I would not be surprised at all at some point this weekend, uh, whether it's Friday or Saturday. Uh, to see them get a, 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 a another young wide out, um, there's a guy right up the road here in Chapel Hill at UNC, Josh Downs, that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then, then just some other spots. Corner is sort of a sneaky need for this team because um, you've got Dante Jackson, the, one of their starters, uh, along with J.C. Horn. Jackson's coming off an Achilles surgery, and so I, you know, maybe a corner at some point too. Mm, he's uh, Joe Person, the Panthers beat reporter for The Athletic. I mean, that's, that's a lot there because when you talk about the Panthers right now, it's obviously they're going to grab a quarterback, number one overall. But I looked at their roster over the last couple of days, and I see Andy Dalton. And you forget, I'm like, well, Andy Dalton is in Carolina, and we know what his role is going to be. But is there a sense that Andy Dalton could start the season or whoever they draft number one overall, it's – here you are. Here's the keys to the car. Here's the keys to the franchise. You take it over. Or could we possibly see Andy Dalton start this season off until whoever it may be becomes the starting quarterback? Anything's possible. But I, I think if, if you traded those assets that you did and, and you have earmarked and targeted Bryce Young, then then I think you start that development and that process right away. I, I think he'll be the week one starter. I think, as you said, Andy Dalton's role is going to be as mentor and as a experienced backup. Obviously, who who can if you know you know if injuries happen, and, and you know and that's <laughs> been the question looming over Bryce Young. The real, really, the only question anyone has about him, not even so much the height. But the weight and the and and the the build can he withstand the pounding in the pocket? You know he's very elusive. But my point is, if he gets injured at some point, you have Andy Dalton ready to slide in. But I think it is going to be, as you said, with the caveat, you know, is it someone other than Bryce Young? Regardless, I think that person, unless it were Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, but but I think this is Bryce Young, and I think it's his job from the jump. You know, a couple more minutes here with Joe Person. Um, I know you've been at Panthers voluntary minicamp over the, uh, the previous couple of days. Is there anything that sticks out to you about this team that you say, you know what, they can compete even with a starting rookie quarterback? Yeah, I mean, listen, Scott Fitter, the GM here, what he and that this process started with Matt Rule when when Rule was here. Right, they made steps 
they had they had a draft not that long ago, I think 2020, where they took all defensive players. Then they then they the last couple of years they took made moves either in the draft or free agency to solidify the offensive line. All of it was with an eye on when they got in a position to draft their future franchise quarterback. He could slide in. And, and, you know, be ready to go behind a, a, you know, a competent offensive line with a defense to help them out, too. And so there's a real – listen, nobody's printing Super Bowl tickets here or anything <laughs> right. like that. But th- this organization views the NFC South as, as theirs for the taking or someone's for the taking. I think, I think all these four teams. Because you got Brady retiring. Drew Brees was a couple years ago. Uh, it, it's been a division in flux. Atlanta is, you know, what, what are they going to do? Is it Desmond Ritter there? Or are they potentially in the market for a quarterback tonight? Um, all of which to say is, uh, it, you know, even last year, I mean, the Panthers under interim Steve, under interim coach Steve Wilkes, who did a fantastic job, by the way, um, they were they went to Tampa Bay in week seventeen with an with first place on the line. Yeah. And uh, it was a down year for the division, but but the the point is, it it there is an opportunity for the Panthers, if you know. And I think that was again, I think that was uh, part of the reason that they made this move they did to get quarterback settled and see if they can't take control of this division, not for like a year or two, but for several years. You know, last one for you, Joe. You mentioned it back in 2011. They uh, the Panthers selected Cam Newton number one overall, and obviously he took this team to a Super Bowl. They didn't win, but they made it to the Super Bowl. Just what's the fan base the feel of possibly landing Bryce Young tonight? If that's the choice that they go with Bryce Young, how was the fan base handling all of this? Uh, I guess all this pop. Uh, I guess popularity, all of this, uh, I guess anticipation, knowing that they're going to get the top tier quarterback. Well, you know, there's some people that do question the size, mm. and um, you know, like I get it. Like he will be the smallest quarterback in the NFL the minute he's drafted tonight. Wow. Whether it's the Panthers or whomever, um, and and I. You just—he—he's a special player. Like right. you, 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 we can we can debate this, you know, and 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 it will continue to be debated. Right. But I mean, he played in college football's toughest conference. He uh, he managed to stay healthy. Missed one game uh, with a shoulder injury that he was he was falling down on a run and put his arm down to brace himself, jarred his shoulder. Right. Um, you know he. There have been other small quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, <laughs> Kyler Murray. Those guys were a little thicker, a little you know, a little thicker through the chest. But uh, I, I think I, I was around Bryce Young for for a while yesterday at, at, at the, the deal in Kansas City. I mentioned right. to you. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to just blow the fan base away with sort of his professionalism, the way he is going to conduct business here. And, and, you know, and they needed a face of the franchise. Yeah. Cam, Cam got hurt. Cam, Cam's no longer around. They traded or, away Christian McCaffrey. They needed a face of the franchise, and I think Bryce Young's going to uh, represent them well. 
Oh, man. I, I think so as well. I think we'll, we'll finally see tonight who the Panthers have been waiting since March 10th when they made the trade to get to number one. Who are they selecting? But I know one thing I'll be doing. I'll be following Joe Person at Joseph Person on Twitter. Everybody, make sure you follow him. Going to lead you all the way up until that pick is announced and in all the news in Charlotte as they get their new quarterback. Man, Appreciate the time, Joe. All right, man. Enjoy tonight, Kirk. Thanks. I will. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, that's Joe Person. Man. He's going to give you all the information that you need covering the team. Does a great job in doing that. And it, it, it's fun because, again, the Carolina Panthers are the bell of the ball tonight. They are the team picking first. They are on the clock. And so it'll be fun to see who they go out and get. If it's Bryce Young, it's Bryce Young. And then the real draft starts at two. And I can't wait for all of that, man. But I talked about emotions a little bit earlier emotions of being drafted but there's also about the emotions that come over you about what is considered failure or not a failure and Giannis Antetokounmpo he kind of clarified that last night he gave his thoughts on what being a failure or failing in a season is really all about we'll get to that coming up next right here on the Rich Eisen show with Kirk Morrison filling in for Rich Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side, helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature, quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Last night we had an NBA. Four games last night. And all four games definitely did not disappoint. I think there's a lot of Knicks fans who are excited that the New York Knicks are now heading back to uh, it was their first playoff series win since what 2013, I believe. Forever. That's a long time. Feels like forever. Um, yeah. So the Knicks they have found their way into the conference semifinals. Uh, the Warriors they force a game six, and the three now three two matchup against the Kings. So that game will be on Friday to see elimination for the Kings yeah, after going up two zero. Yeah, Warriors have won three in a row. The Lakers, they ended up losing to the Memphis Grizzlies last night after the game was really close in the third. Some kind of way, Jean Morant, Desmond Bain, they take over in the fourth quarter and send the Lakers home for another elimination game against the uh, for the Grizzlies. So game six on Friday. 
But it, it's the game last night that really got everybody buzzing, had me buzzing, because you saw it as, and this was the, I, I think I, I, saw, I read this too last night. The betting favorite in this game was the Milwaukee Bucks, and they were minus 13. Yep. Minus 13 points. <laughs> this was no way, there was no way the Miami Heat were supposed to win this game. And you're watching it and you're saying, okay, yep, yep, Bucks has got this. Then all of a sudden, something changed. And what changed in that fourth quarter was Hemi, not Jimmy, but Hemi. Hemi <laughs> Butler, because he is him. He is us. Hemothy Butler. Yeah, or Hemothy Butler. That works. But the Milwaukee Bucks, for the first time ever in NBA history, a one seed lost to an eight seed playing team. See, I, I threw that little twist in there. Play in. It was like, oh, God. yeah, there's been eight seeds who's defeated one team, but they've never, there's never been a one seed lose to an eight seed playing team where that team had to actually play themselves into the playoffs and then knocked out the number one seed. First time in NBA history that happened last night. Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks they go down in round one. And last night after the game, um, the post game, Giannis Antetokounmpo sitting down, and obviously emotions are high. They're the betting favorites to win the NBA championship, and that dream is not going to be accomplished. That that dream will not be fulfilled. And so after the game, Giannis was asked, "Was this season a failure?" And I want you to listen to his explanation on what is a failure or not a failure. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> okay, because I'm not that up. We, you asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success, you know. And if you've never, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it, you know. Um, Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me? No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days, some days you are able to uh, be successful. Some days you're not. Some days it's your turn. Some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other, other people going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that, we're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball, you know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we were able to win one, hopefully we can win another one. You know, I sorry that I didn't want to make it personal. Because you asked me the same question last year, and uh, last year I was in the in the uh, right um, mind space to answer the question back. 
Mm, that was Giannis Antetokounmpo after the Milwaukee Bucks 128-126 loss to the Miami Heat as the Heat win the series four games to one. And I, I open it up to you guys because I, there was a lot there. I, I watched that actual clip three times last night just because I wanted to figure out, okay, what is Giannis saying? And he's saying what a lot of players sometimes think. Like, what is failure? I think the goal for every team is to win a championship. That's what the goal is. Like, that's what. But if you don't win the championship, you failed at that goal. Is the season a failure? I don't necessarily say the season is a failure. We went out and we accomplished it. There was accomplishments made. Mm -hmm. They were the number one seed, right? They won another division title if you count division titles. They did what they were supposed to do. But in terms of the ultimate goal, they failed at the ultimate goal, but there were goals that were met within the season. That's why I don't call it a failure, but because he has the reporter has to ask that question. Do you consider it a failure or is it a failure? And like I said, no, it wasn't a failure. We accomplished a lot. We just failed to reach one particular goal that set out in the beginning. What do you guys think about it? Because I'm just, I can see the emotions and I give Giannis a ton of credit how he had to restrain himself. He caught himself a couple times. Yeah. He, he He's like, whoa, let me stop. And well, I don't want to make this personal, but I really thought that that was, that was probably one of the few interviews I've seen where a player had to hold restraint back in a time in which those moments, I mean, he asked that question to Russell Westbrook, probably a little bit different, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think well, you get a different response. Well, Kirk, in lieu of me answering this, because I've never been a professional athlete, I turned to you and I asked, what, what is the, the prevalent thought in the locker room with your teammates when you had seasons come to an end? Did you have feelings like Giannis? Or was it like, well, we didn't win the Super Bowl, so this sucked? Or is it... Do most guys kind of feel the way he felt? I Just think, from your own personal experience, you being in these locker rooms. Right. I think guys feel more like Giannis. You realize how hard it is to win mm -hmm. and why guys appreciate winning a championship so much because it's it doesn't happen often for a lot of guys. I mean, I, I, for me, I played eight years in the National Football League. I never made the playoffs. Like, I know how difficult it is in the margin for error. So to not be able to accomplish the main goal, which is to win a championship, you failed at that particular goal. But what did we succeed at? What else did we find about ourselves? They went out and played great basketball all year long. One thing, they had a bad 10-day stretch. And you lose, oh, season's a failure. No, the season's not a failure. Giannis grown as a, grew as a player. They're going to find out the holes within the team that they can fill and get fixed. You lose players to free agency. Now you'll gain players. It's not a failure. It's part of the process that he's saying. It's a process. I thought what he, what he said that just stuck, stuck out to me the most was Michael Jordan played 15 years in the NBA. He only won six titles, so the other nine seasons are, are failures? No. Jordan had, remember all the, the years against the Pistons? He had to build. He had to learn. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a learning process. And I get what Giannis is saying, but I understand the question as well. Oh, I totally understand both sides. Question yeah. kind of has to be asked. Giannis, Giannis took it to a super big <laughs> picture, extre extreme philosophical answer, which is fine. Right. I, I love Giannis. The, the, the league needs more players like him. Mm -hmm. But he, he referenced Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has that famous quote that's a Nike poster. You know, I've, I've missed 9,000 shots. I've lost right. 300 games. I took all these 
game-winning shots and miss. I've failed over and over in my life, and that's why I succeed. And that's kind of what Giannis's point was getting at. Like, all these failures compound, so when we do reach the ultimate success, it's so rewarding, and, and I think that's kind of what he was getting at. Yeah, I believe so, too. 